Before we get uh, started with this campaign for governor stuff, I didn't know this. Somebody told me last week you played uh, for Coach Billy Henderson. As a matter of fact, you're telling me just now you were a captain on one of his teams. I was my senior year, and uh, my mother was actually in high school when Coach Henderson came, uh, finished at Georgia and was student coaching, so she's known him for a long time and uh, obviously knew him when he came back to coach. And So I've known his family for 45 years, uh, I guess. And so you to, went to the funeral over the weekend in Macon? I did. group of us that played for him went down there, and, um, you know, great service, uh, very uplifting. We had a group of players that every Christmas we'd have lunch with Coach Henderson every year to catch mm-hmm. up, and uh, well, thankfully we did that this year right after Christmas. But he was just a great motivator. All the stories I've read are absolutely true, just one of the greatest human beings I've ever known, great thing. family. I said this, one of the things, if, if, if you go out and you ask people about Brian Kemp, go ask 100 people about Brian Kemp, or go ask 100 people about Tim Bryant, you're going to get some mixed reactions. There'll be people who like us, people who don't like us. I'm, I'm, maybe somebody out there doesn't like Billy Henderson. I never met that guy yet. No, I, I haven't either. There's not many of those people around. He was certainly uh, had an influence on a lot of different people. Um, in a lot of different ways he always respected everyone that's the thing that I would say and many people have is he was excited about people playing in the band or cheerleading or you know being the the water boy or water girl as he was his own players Uh, okay the campaign for governor a couple of terms as secretary of state and and now running for the top spot it it occurs to me these are openings that don't come around that often uh, and there are windows that aren't open that often and this is the time and and you're you're into it uh, with now this this bus tour why you you could have stayed in the secretary of state's office you could have got out and been a gentleman farmer the rest of your days what about being a governor appeals to you Well, really, Tim, you know, the clip said it earlier. I was a frustrated small business owner. I still am. Uh, As much good as we've done in the Secretary of State fighting and winning for Georgians out there, whether it's protecting our election, suing the Obama Justice Department twice to implement a citizenship check and keep our photo ID law, um, really streamlining our processes in the office to make it better using technology to make government smaller and more efficient, which is what Republicans always say. Well, we've actually done that. I have a record of doing that. And I want to continue to do that as governor. I think we need somebody that not only has a vision for our state on where we're going to go, but somebody that has the experience like I do in the private sector for 30 years. Also, has run a large, uh, you know, 250-plus person government agency that has key functions that it has to perform seven days a week and also has legislative experience, and that's why I'm running for governor, to put Georgians first ahead of the special interest, the status quo, and the politically correct, and certainly those that are here illegally. All right, uh, Brian Kemp, candidate for governor, secretary of state. One of the things you talk about, we'll get to all of these issues as much as we can over the course of the next few minutes here, but one of the things you say is you really want to, well, you focus on two things. You want to talk about small business. Georgia's number one for business, yay. You want to make it number one for small business, and you really want to stress uh, doing something, using the force, the power of government to do something to help rural Georgia. Well, we got a really, you know, very simple four-point plan. I've run for office priding myself on telling people what I would do when I'm campaigning and doing the novel thing of actually doing that when you get in office. That doesn't always happen in, in today's world, and it was one reason I was so frustrated when I, after being out of the legislature for a few years helping Marty raise our three girls, I decided to get back in the game, if you will, because I was still – Frustrated, but I, I do want to make Georgia number one for small business, building off of what Governor Deal and 
a lot of other folks, including our, our, my folks in the Secretary of State's office and myself working hard to make Georgia number one for business. Uh, I think the next logical step is to really focus on the small business people because as I've you know traveled all, to all 159 counties, I believe I'm the only candidate in the race that's actually ever done that. I've seen that that's still who's struggling out there, who mm-hmm. needs opportunity, and I also see that where you know our, where our greatest opportunity lies. But we've got to fundamentally reform the way state government works by implementing a spending cap that's tied to population and inflation, so we can have real tax reform that helps those small business people, that helps working Georgians, that's broad based, you know, not driven by the special interest. We need to have regulatory reform that's done by business people not bureaucrats taking a chainsaw to government red tape and we do need to move all of our areas of our state forward which is one reason i've focused so much on rural georgia and that's just not about rural georgia it's about our state as a whole if if our small business people and folks literally in communities that are drying up in our state if we can stop that, turn it around, and give it other opportunities, that is going to be good for big business. It'll be good for Atlanta. Yeah, you, you've probably done this. You look at some of the census figures from some of the rural counties in Georgia, especially where I'm from, South Georgia. They've lost population over the last 100 years. Well, they have, and it's very concerning. And as someone that's been to all these communities, uh, it, it's really concerning but also, with my experience, I see great opportunity when I go there. I mean, we can use agriculture and agribusiness and our resources, like lots of land, lots of water in most places, uh, to value add our agricultural and timber products, uh, to, to bring in manufacturing there. We need to be doing economic development trade missions. I know we go to China and India and Canada and South America, and I'm all for that, but we also need to be going to places like California that are literally taxing and regulating uh, their farmers and agribusiness people out of the state. And we need to recruit those folks to come to Georgia and grow jobs in those areas. You know, that's what's going to help rural health care, not more government money like the Democrats want to do, but private sector investment and opportunity that builds a tax base that gives kids and grandkids an opportunity to stay in those communities and raise their own kids versus being forced to move away. I certainly don't have a problem with with anybody wanting to move away Mm. for better opportunity or experience something different, but they shouldn't have to. Quickly, about a minute here, you mentioned those kids and grandkids. Those kids and grandkids want the Internet. (laughs) They want Wi-Fi and broadband. What do you do with that? Well, that's one reason that literally over a year ago I started talking about that at a speech I gave to the National Federation of Independent Business, that it was now time for us to focus on running statewide high-speed Internet everywhere. And it's not just – so our kids and grandkids can get on right. Netflix. Uh, that's part of it, but it's also so we can have virtual classrooms to help our failing schools in some of those areas, to have telemedicine and better uh, health care opportunities for people and access for care in those areas uh, to help the business climate and our innovators and entrepreneurs. If you were to put 100 issues in front of me, I'd, I'd, I'd probably agree with him on 95 of them, you on 95 of them, and I'm guessing the two of you probably agree on most of the major issues. What's the major difference? Well, I think for me, what I've told people is who do you trust? You know, who do you actually trust to do what they say? And I have a record of doing that. 
when I was in the legislature and when I ran for office the first time, delivering on my promises, I've done the same as Secretary of State with a very strong record of using technology to make the office better, more efficient, using less tax dollars to do that, but also being a fighter, you know, not afraid to take on the liberals and the you know, these extreme groups from all over the country that have been targeting our Georgia values. You know, we had to sue the Obama Justice Department twice and won. Uh, so there's no question I'm willing to stand up and fight when needed. And I think that's the real question uh, that, that I tell people. That I say, look, look at the record. Look at who's saying what and who's done what and put somebody in there that's going to have a vision to take us where we need to go, a, a private sector guy for 30 years versus somebody that's been in office for almost 30 yeah. years. You know, you mentioned that time in the Secretary of State's office. I, I'm remembering uh, Karen Handel, Kathy Cox, Max Cleland, some of the other secretaries of state over the years, Louis Massey. I don't remember their names in the news as much as I remember Brian Kemp's. Uh, you mentioned some of the lawsuits. Now, that's either because you're active and you're doing things or you're doing a lousy job. <laughs> Which is it? Critics, uh, I, I think it's active because I'm doing a lot of things. And, of course, you can look back over those years. I don't know that we had uh, – a presidential election like we had uh, two years ago and really the year leading up to that. So that's certainly one reason we've been in the news. But we've also been in the news because I've took a stand in that office and have fought back and have been really the, the target of a lot of liberal groups and lawsuits uh, that we've fought over the years. And I'm fighting every single one of them. You know, I'm not going to back down. I know what the left's agenda is. They try to give you death by a thousand cuts, and, and we're fighting them every time they're trying to cut. We're putting a Band-Aid on it or fighting back and, and winning. And, you know, we did that way back in 2014 with the New Georgia Project, which was Stacey Abrams' mm -hmm. group. You know, I got accused, Tim, of being a voter suppressor back then. And they sued us, and we won in court on all 10 counts, even when they want us, wanted us to settle. And I would not do that because I wanted to prove the point that they were wrong and that our office and the counties were bending over backwards to register people to vote. I mean, their claims are just ridiculous. When you think about now, we have online voter registration, 800,000 more people on our rolls now than when I took office. So I'm going to be a fighter, and that's something that I think people – will appreciate in their next governor. Let's go on this one about a minute left here. Then you got to get on that bus and get out of here. What's this campaign? I know what the next 10 days are. You're, you're crisscrossing the state on this bus visiting 50 counties. Uh, a lot of time, or you tell me, maybe not that much time between now and May 22nd. What are you going to be doing? Well, we're rallying the troops and letting people know the time is near. We have less than four months to the election. When you think about early voting, we're just a couple of months away. So it's time. It's time to get to work. We've got the largest grassroots army out there with literally, you know, a couple of thousand people that have endorsed my campaign, grassroots volunteers, elected officials. You know, we want them to show up at the stops, get yard signs, get bumper stickers, start really pushing the campaign on social media. You know, I'm not the, the lobbyist back campaign uh, candidate in the race, so we've got to work harder than everyone else, even though we've raised a, really a historic amount of money um, for Not our as much campaign. as Casey Cagle. No, but, you know, I also don't have as near as many lobbyists given to him uh, <laughs> or writing as big a checks. But that's what this bus tour is about. It's putting Georgians first. And I want them to know that I'm going to put them first ahead of the lobbyists and the special interest and those that are here illegally. And that's going to be a big difference in this campaign as we roll through it. Campaign website? KempForGovernor.com. You can see all our stops on the bus tour. And we'd love to see anybody and everybody show up and uh, – see the energy and, and commitment that we have behind our campaign.